cancer, diabetes, obesity, hypertension and asthma are all examples of non-communicable diseases and sadly these diseases are the leading cause of death globally. But do they really affect us here in Africa and are Africans really living with these diseases? Find out here at the African NCD Champions Podcast as we share incredible stories of Africans living with non-communicable diseases. My name is Ogweno Steven and I'll be your host. Let's roll! Welcome to the NCD365 podcast and today we are being we are very privileged to host our very first podcast and uh, we are joined by quite the NCD champion here uh, Mr. Ken he'll be talking to us a bit about his stories a bit about his life lessons uh, being a person living with non-communicable diseases but also a bit about um, his life experiences uh, being in the space and working in the space but before that a brief introduction to the podcast is that in this podcast we're really talking about uh, NCD champions people who have lived with these diseases non-communicable diseases and people who are sharing their experiences out there to encourage others to know that they are not alone but also to use these stories as tools of advocacy and tools of change and without further ado uh, Ken yes uh, give us a bit of an introduction to yourself before we sort of jump into the, the whole conversation. Okay. Thank you so much. Mm. My name is Kennedy Anjejo. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly referred as Ken. Mm-hmm. I'm a native of uh, Kisumu County. Mm. I'm a father mm-hmm. of uh, two boys. Mm. And... Uh, also, I'm a family man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> yes. I also love life. Mm. Uh, and uh, I think uh, at the moment mm. I'm also uh, a kidney patient. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm having a kidney failure. Mm. So I live a near normal life, mm-hmm. not a normal one. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where my mm-hmm. story begins. Mm-hmm. Professionally, I'm a researcher. Mm-hmm. I'm a trained anthropologist, and uh, my life uh, in career has mm-hmm. been through research consultancies. Mm-hmm. I'm also passionate about doing community work, mm-hmm. and as also I spend some time volunteering myself in mm-hmm. community activities, mm-hmm. on and off when I'm available and energy can allow me to do. Mm-hmm. So that's me in a nutshell. Yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting introduction there because. Um, most of the time when people think of uh, us as people who are living with non-communicable diseases, they tend to think that um, we, are, we are defined by sort of the diseases that we live with as opposed to all of the other experiences in life that we get. And so, uh, especially through introductions like, hmm, people should get to, you know, have this wholesome experience of us as patients, you know, living with these various non-communicable diseases. And so I'll sort of go into uh, the first question really and uh, probably this will be the longest one and this is uh, tell us a bit more about uh, about yourself, about uh, yourself as an NCD champion and where your story started from and sort of uh, where you began, how you knew that uh, 
you are you are having uh, you know kidney failure and as uh, a result how then that translated into uh, the steps that you took after discovering that so what is the origin story how did it all start how did you notice yes i will i would begin by saying mm. for me to get time to even speak about this story mm-hmm. uh, at some point you come to realize that uh, having maybe a condition in your body is just a small fraction of you mm-hmm. there's also the bigger person mm-hmm. so that is the energy that at least rides me mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. in this particular space mm-hmm. i think it has been three years mm-hmm. when i could really realize i had some problem mm-hmm. i think it was 2019 mm-hmm. this was a, there was a period i went back to school mm-hmm. in uh, in 2017 mm-hmm. I got a scholarship late in uh, October, mm-hmm. so I joined in October for a master's program at the University of Nairobi. Mm. So then first we rolled into 2018, so we started our first year, then coursework we are through mm. by end of uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. So 2019, early 2019, I think that is when now I started realizing that there was a problem. Mm-hmm. The way this came was the most interesting story of <laughs> We had our classes in the fifth floor. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one is uh, for those who are known investor with the Gandhi wing. Mm-hmm. So the classes were in the fifth floor. The lift used to get to fourth floor. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was one lift for serving a very big building. So in most mm-hmm. cases you never get time to use the lift to mm-hmm. with your classes. So you'll be forced to do stairs. Mm-hmm. So what I used to realize while I was doing these stairs was everywhere I go through maybe the first floor, mm-hmm. uh, I get serious fatigue, which was mm-hmm. unusual. I was this strong person mm-hmm. who would even run through the stairs up mm-hmm. to the 10th floor without feeling anything. Mm-hmm. So I used to get fatigue, start sweating. So by the time I get to fifth floor, mm-hmm. when I get to class, I love to take like 10 minutes mm-hmm. to get to just settle, yeah, settle in, settle in, and maybe start off <laughs> what, mm. what people are doing. Mm. So it went on like this. I didn't take it seriously. I would say maybe you say in a year, mm. things like that. You're, mm. you're becoming old. You're yeah? becoming old <laughs> while young. Mm. So things it went like that. And then I think on I think something around March, mm. uh, started feeling some serious serious headache. Then I decided to go to the university clinic. Mm-hmm. So when I went there normal pressure mm-hmm. these are vital signs that were taken mm-hmm. then among the many things that was hey, your pressure is high mm-hmm. okay fine i was not even okay what is this pressure mm-hmm. what is it mm-hmm. so okay fine i was told to go to same, take some medication mm-hmm. most of it i was not even sure it was given for pressure it was mm-hmm. maybe to keep, check the headache mm-hmm. so i went back it went like that then now this there was a recurrence of headache, constant headache, mm-hmm. and uh, then the uh, the kings of uh, over the counter drugs. Mm-hmm. So I was told a good one for headaches, mm-hmm. constant headache. Go mm-hmm. for better pin. Mm-hmm. Better pin is very strong. Mm-hmm. So, so <laughs> I always had some three or four pieces of better pin in my bag. Mm-hmm. And maybe also in the room where I was staying. So it was always once a following because the headaches were always recurring, recurring. Mm. So what I didn't realize, this headache was just my pressure, which was always rising. Mm-hmm. So one moment it happened, 
I think I was uh, I was from school back to the house. Mm-hmm. Then now I had an attack, high pressure, mm-hmm. hypertension, ile ajusan. So to a point that I collapsed. Mm-hmm. He said the house. So I was able to reach somebody on phone. Mm-hmm. And the caretaker, they were able to take me to the hospital. That was I think around April. Mm-hmm. To Metropolitan Hospital, there the pressure was very. I think it was something like 190 over mm-hmm. 150 something, mm-hmm. something around that. Mm. So I took around five days to be managed, things like that. Mm. But along that, there was a lot of conversations with the medics that were coming around. Mm. So what, what was coming from them was, I didn't present conditions that will predispose me to having hypertension. Mm. So one of the things that I had them saying that they could be a cause. Mm. So what they were telling me I was suffering from second from secondary hypertension meaning mm-hmm. there was a primary cause. Mm. So what was this primary cause? So mm-hmm. there was possibilities. Mm. Yeah, I made diabetic no I'm not. Mm. I'm not ever overweight. So all the they were in uh, sort of checking through a checklist. Yeah, doing a checklist and eliminating things. Mm. So it went like that and now they are getting a person You could also check your kidneys mm. but by the time i was stabilized after five days i just went back mm. then it happened i think around september the same thing happened again mm-hmm. and i was back to the hospital mm. so at that point they said no now i think i was taken through blood test and what there's a normal blood test mm-hmm. for kidney problem the creatinine test so mm-hmm. my creatinine was also very high so that is when now things were trying to run around the issue about kidney mm-hmm. So we waited for a nephrologist since this was this private facility that mm-hmm. they have to call somebody to come mm-hmm. but by the time I was leaving the nephrologist had not come but at least they were now getting close to saying you have mm-hmm. a kidney problem that is causing you hypertension mm-hmm. so it went like that then that was now 2019 then that's around August mm-hmm. then in December the normal routine people come for holidays in December mm-hmm. so I decided to go to Aga Khan Kisumu mm-hmm. so Aga Khan I think I was told through a friend I, I was sharing the story with my friends mm-hmm. who were just coming to visit me tell me no kenda kisum go and see this doctor mm-hmm. so i went to gakan ngafanywa i was done this several test mm-hmm. then told me no you have a serious kidney problem mm-hmm. so at that time my kidney function was at uh, filtration rate was 16% mm-hmm. 16 is very low that is mm-hmm. like stage 5 mm-hmm. Uh, chronic kidney disease mm. so basically at the best is at that point i should be on dialysis mm. meaning my kidneys should be supported to work because they were really performing poorly mm. so told what are the options mm-hmm. I, I, i don't think i need anything invasive on my body mm. at the moment at the moment mm. i'm not ready for something what, like what options exist <laughs> what <laughs> options exist so <laughs> nothing like medication things like that it tells you no Mm. Okay, we can try that. Mm-hmm. There are people who by chance if put through medication, they the kid is always resuscitated and recover. Mm. But we can try that. So told we need to do that for a period of three months. Mm. Then do a review, mm. which we did by around March when now it time corona was shed, setting in. Mm. Then now there was no um, marginal improvement. Mm-hmm. Then you also try wait, let's do another three months. Mm. So but at that point it was now traveling me we need now to get prepared for dialysis. Mm. I don't see this kidney improving. Mm. So then now I told him okay now for dialysis how does this thing happen? Mm. Still, okay you need now to have a passage where this dialysis is done from it mm. can never through a catheter or a fistula but now mm. catheter is a bit painful mm. and is always done through emergency. But if you're somebody who still have time you can just do 
something called fistula mm. on your arm so that you are always ready in case there's a problem you can mm. always be started on dialysis mm. so since now there also at that time I was in Kisumu mm -hmm. I decided now not to return to Nairobi mm. after March mm -hmm. just to stay after now the corona thing set up mm. so I we stayed through around that period now we are, we are looking at this opportunity where the government could relax the the curfew issues so that mm -hmm. I could travel to Nairobi mm -hmm. for this procedure. Mm -hmm. The best doctor was Nairobi, mm -hmm. but there was alternative in MTRH, mm -hmm. but I'd prefer the Nairobi one. Mm -hmm. So luckily in June, I managed to get some of my friends who were traveling back to Nairobi, mm -hmm. who had a pass, then we went back, had the procedure on my left arm. Mm -hmm. So then I returned after about two weeks. Mm -hmm. Then I think after a period of one month, I think July 18th, mm -hmm. uh, started my dialysis mm -hmm. and now that was now the other life now I started mm -hmm. living with the mm -hmm. with the daily on dialysis mm -hmm. I had to change a lot of things I decided now to move I would say for now permanently from mm -hmm. Nairobi mm -hmm. where I was staying I had to move my things from Nairobi to bring it back to Kisumu now mm -hmm. staying with my family mm -hmm. so I started a new life mm -hmm. I think uh, that was the most difficult period in my life. Mm, the transition. <laughs> transition. <laughs> that six months from July to December. Mm. Mm. I, I couldn't even understand myself, but I was mm. wondering, what, what is this? Mm. Is this the person I knew about myself? Mm. So there are all many things you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. I was this very vibrant person. Mm, very active. Very active in everything. Mm. Politics, mm. work, work mm. traveling, mm -hmm. doing, uh, this field research, going where, everywhere, you know, mm -hmm. here, flight, where. Now all this thing has to stop. Mm. And you have to sit in house, mm. locked there. Yes, grounded. Corona has mm. also grounded people, but you see now <laughs> you also have another thing. That yeah, like grounding. Grounding that mm. has made you sit here all the time. Mm -hmm. It was difficult, lad, but Polipola, I said, okay, fine, now what do you do? Mm. There are two, only two options. You either choose to be this or mm. you exit. Mm. So I said, okay, I struggled with that. I wouldn't say it was easy. Mm. Just trying to master things. Polipola, how do you live with this? Mm. Their kids here looking at you. Sometimes even you're almost falling off your feet. Mm. So you you get worried. You know, you also worry, what what are these kids? Mm. How are these kids how looking at me? How are they looking at this? Mm man who used to be walking big bodied mm. now is machetted here mm. almost falling off he doesn't want to eat this he doesn't mm. want to eat this mm. Mm. asking so i was also trying to provide answers mm, to them questions that they were not asking but mm. i was feeling <laughs> feeling the gaps yes, internally these mm. people asking me serious questions mm. then now i was living the same compound with my parents mm -hmm. so where we live is in mambuleo they bought some land so i also managed to build mm. a house in that same compound so we share components so you, i also know these parents are looking at me and asking questions but mm. you see now nobody will come and tell you directly what is the problem mm. like so you moved on through that half of the year Mm. Then Polepol, I think I managed to just rise up, rise mm. up, get energy through this. I realized, no, this is what I'm living. So what do mm. I need to do? I need mm. to continue living this life. Mm -hmm. So I got energy around it, friends around me. I also had a very strong 
community of friends mm. those who could drive from Nairobi and just come visit mm-hmm. Mm. but now the beauty of that was we don't talk about our, my my condition we mm. talk about our normal stuff other things so it becomes like a break <laughs> yeah so it, that that was i think that was the therapy that I've had for all this period mm. so you meet people who call you nobody ask you about you mm. you that one leave it on the side mm. so we talk about other things normal we talk things. about work football mm. Mm. school Mm. things we want to do mm. so those ones so i think that has been i think that has been the strongest point mm. that has really made me manage through this mm. so i always say i'm only sick for the period i'm in doing dialysis for hours mm. beyond that one let's discuss other mm. things so that's how i look at it mm. so i think that is what has energized me through so over time in 2020 mm. I slowly started coming back even to now trying to uh, go to get back to work mm. but now through I'm just doing work in the house mm. so through my old networks mm-hmm. I was now trying to resuscitate these networks mm. so somebody could send me some work I can review you some maybe project mm. I can write you help you do maybe do a proposal mm. write some inception report mm. review you some report you're writing for consultant things like that so mm-hmm. then I also just made it open to them that if they have some assignments around Kisumu, mm. Kisumu Western, I can always help mm. them ship in and maybe. Now that I'm around. Now that I'm around. Mm. So if somebody needs somebody to run errands around here, mm-hmm. the energy will allow me, I can always support. So things like that. So slowly after half of, from that, I would say half of 2020 from July there, now mm. started actively now engaging back my old networks, Amia, 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 things like that. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's how I've slowed down till the end of last year. Mm. So, yeah, Amia in 2022. Mm-hmm. Positive about things. Mm, new energies. <laughs> new energies. <laughs> Kino now working mm. more strong and better than previously. Mm. I'm used to contemplating even looking for a more long-term job which I can mm-hmm. be working mm-hmm. beyond the, 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 social the, short assignments. the short assignments I've mm. been doing. So I think those are things I'm trying to contemplate at the moment. Mm. I've also mastered other ways of living, mm. supporting my children better, mm-hmm. family better, I can work, get money and do a few things. So mm. it's near normal but it's not what I would have been doing mm. if maybe this was not there. But mm-hmm. I think this is what life has given me, so mm-hmm. I have to take it up and go through that. Mm-hmm. And make sort of the best out of yeah, it. Yeah, out of it. So I think that's what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Trying, trying to get into things. In the process, I also managed to have some small community-based organization mm-hmm. registered with some of my friends. Mm-hmm. So on and off, in my free times, I always do a few activities, though I'm also limited in mm-hmm. the extent which I can do a lot of Yeah things with it because I also don't move a lot mm. then also interfacing with, with easy crowds and what I always mm-hmm. limit limit those things mm-hmm. with our whatever underlying medical condition mm-hmm. also want don't want to expose yourself so much mm. that might maybe cause you other problems yeah so I think that is where we are at the moment being careful mm-hmm. but at the end of the day life must go on mm-hmm. so you try and do that delicate balance mm. And so far, I would say it's been working. Mm. And mm. I think God has also been on uh, my side. Mm-hmm. This. Yes, so mm. that has been my story with this mm. chronic kidney disease, kidney failure, dialysis. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, along that I think I've also taken up these uh, issues about just raising awareness about uh, mm. uh, the conditions and uh, kidney kidney disease kidney health kidney condition mm. discussing factors mm-hmm. I do it online on my Facebook page Twitter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then just speaking to people in the hospital mm. I, I would say I'm one of the active patients in mm. that dialysis unit mm-hmm. I've also taken up through courses like now we've had a lot of struggles with the NHIF trying to mm-hmm. review and reform a lot of things that mm-hmm. in some way has been causing a lot of problems to us. Mm-hmm. So I've also taken them up mm-hmm. directly mm-hmm. Uh, through letters, through press releases, mm-hmm. I've done press conferences just mm-hmm. on raising issues on kidney health mm-hmm. on separate occasions. At the moment I have a live case that I took I think like two weeks ago mm-hmm. on when uh, NHF came up with the issue of reduced capitation. Mm-hmm. So where they wanted to reduce capitation from 9,500 which they reimbursed facilities to 6,500. Mm-hmm. But now saying that they're adding another session for dialysis mm. so uh, I feel this is not this is not what we need at the moment mm. so we feel the two sessions we're having is not the best mm. but f- what is available I think we'd rather take it than than the new than the new one which might have really serious co- quality compromises so mm. uh, I took a case a public interest case mm. to the high court in Kisu. Mm-hmm. So I think we are scheduled on 5th Wednesday mm. for the hearing where at least our prayers will be listened to by the judge mm-hmm. if they can be granted. Mm. So those are some of the things I'm trying out as an individual mm-hmm. in this particular aspect. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. something must be done. Mm-hmm. If nobody can do it, then I think maybe someone must do something. Yeah, someone has to do it. Yes. Yeah, it better be you. <laughs> <laughs> For now, I think it's me now. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's mm-hmm. I think that's a bit about my life journey through mm-hmm. this condition mm. and where it has reached with me from the moment. All right. Yes. So uh, next question. Yes. Um, in terms of uh, now challenges, you yes. know, uh, some of the challenges that you face, uh, and I know you've mentioned them a bit in the in sort of the first part mm. of this conversation, but uh, we now sort of mention them uh, and even some of them, if you forgot, what are some of the challenges that you faced when uh, you are sort of uh, coming up yes. uh, and when you realized? Um, and this could go very broadly from sort of personal challenges to like community challenges, social network challenges, information challenges and whatnot. So what have been some of these challenges and uh, how have you experienced them? I think uh, for us, I think the easiest, the easiest way to put it is uh, I think our life is just challenges. It would be defined if I was mm. to write a story. <laughs> I think the best mm. title would be challenges mm. maybe if i would add other things around mm. it i think uh, this is one of the most difficult life to live mm. uh, sometimes you wake up and uh, you're not able to move mm. yesterday you're well mm. just on your feet you're able to do your own things mm. then you went for your dialysis took your flowers you came back tomorrow mm. you wake up your leg can't get out of that bed as simple as such. Mm. Any other thing you'd plan for that day just collapses like mm-hmm. that, as simple as such. Mm. So there is that one. The biggest thing was now I was not able to work normally. Mm. The first day, like, is now you don't have enough finances to do a lot of things. Mm. So your things 
uh, really la- lagging behind. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things you wanted to do. You started a project here. Mm. You wanted to do this to your parents. Mm. You wanted to do this to your brother. You'd also plan to do this. All of those things can't just happen. Mm. So you just have to accept that now. The pace has to slow has down. Has to slow down. Mm. And sometimes they just have to set other things aside. Mm. <clears throat> then you now have to accept that now you need to be that you have to ask for support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something even if it was not something your your life and your style of mm-hmm. living. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point, it comes to you have to realize that you need people to really support you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't just manage this thing on your own. Mm-hmm. So there's that big reality. Then I think within your circles, I think I would say people don't understand you. Mm-hmm. I think that is also the other big thing. Mm-hmm. People don't understand what what you're going through. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you get me walking, you might not realize this. Some, somebody goes through anything, and you mm-hmm. see a kidney somewhere inside your body. There, mm-hmm. there's is not. Unless I speak about my story, mm-hmm. or you knew me before, mm-hmm. I think I was a bit bulky previously. Mm-hmm. I think now I'm around 70 kilograms. Mm-hmm. Those days I was 90. So, mm-hmm. though, if you get somebody who knew me years ago, you realize something has changed. Mm-hmm. But I would say somebody I'm meeting today will not realize it. Mm-hmm. There's anything wrong with me. Mm-hmm. So, there's that reality. It's also people don't understand what you're going, you're going through. Mm-hmm. Then, if you you're also this, I would say, strong characters like me. Mm. Sometimes you're going through serious difficulty. Mm. But you see, the normal face you'll put through, sometimes get you, people, you mask a lot of problems and people might assume you're well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're really going a lot of difficulties. Mm. You are really straining your life just to get other things happening. You also mm-hmm. want to be a man. Mm-hmm. You also provide for your kids. Mm-hmm. You can't just be sleeping there. Mm. These kids will be coming. Daddy, what's wrong with you? What? Mm. Like, I have a small son. Anytime I'm always on the bed, mm. I have to ask. You sick? Mm. If you see a bandage on my arm, mm. you have to tell me, go tell that doctor not to put this thing again. So, mm. you see, you'll have to smile, wake up from the bed, mm-hmm. try and gauge him in a story just to try and dispel all of this that you are, you're fine. Mm. So, the, there's also those ones. Then, the other important thing is... Uh, I think this is one of the most expensive conditions to live with. Mm-hmm. I think I've spent a lot of money on this thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For the for 2019 and 2018 to 2019 and early 2020, mm-hmm. my wife used to work in a place where they had insurance. Mm-hmm. I think if I would take my receipts for those two years, mm-hmm. I think it's something over two million mm-hmm. that I've spent on and off hospitals, mm-hmm. buying medication. Sometimes just go, you get. These drugs, the injectables. Mm-hmm. Because now, if you have a chronic kidney disease, mm-hmm. you are you are anemic. Mm-hmm. You are nearly anemic or anemic mm-hmm. because every other time you go through dialysis, that process of cleaning the blood, mm-hmm. you also lose a lot of your natural blood. Mm-hmm. So you, you do a lot of these uh, blood boosters, mm-hmm. so iron boosters, and also there's a component of blood called erythropoietin. Mm-hmm. So we inject this. Mm-hmm. So there is the the cheapest one, which is least effective, to the the best mm, one, which is more expensive. Mm. So routinely, I would say I would go for dialysis like on a Wednesday. Mm. If I had ten thousand in my pocket, I'll buy one one of those injectable at uh, five thousand shillings. Mm. So meaning that already I've dropped mm. by from, half. By half. Mm. 
Then uh, there's also the other things. I was feeling unwell. You were sent mm-hmm. to the laboratory to do this test like this. Mm-hmm. You might end up coming with a, around a thousand shillings out mm-hmm. of this ten thousand. You just carried normally mm-hmm. in your pocket. Or in, in one day. In one day. Mm-hmm. Leave alone that one. There are routine admissions. I've mm-hmm. been admitted at like a kind of thing four or four times, mm-hmm. five times, things like that in the span. That was just 2020. Mm-hmm. And I think. The least I spent when I was at the hospital was around, I think, 100,000. Mm. So if you had four visits, five, you mm-hmm. almost at half a million. Mm. I always ask if this insurance will not there. Mm. Uh, who will be paying this cash? Mm. Who will be paying the cost? So, so those, those are some <laughs> of the things you always... But then I always ask, uh, even in our clinic, how many have insurance here? Mm-hmm. Maybe two or three people mm-hmm. out of the uh, entire list of around 50 people who attend mm-hmm. dialysis in the entire week. Mm. So the reality about this is it's so expensive to really have NCD in this country. Mm-hmm. And especially for me now, I have a living example of being, having a kidney condition. Mm-hmm. I think it's very expensive. Mm-hmm. That is just on medication. Mm-hmm. Then there's diet. Mm-hmm. Because you have a serious diet regimen where you are, there's a lot of things you're not eating. Mm-hmm. You need to eat them, but you also need to eat them in moderation. In moderation. So there's also the man of cooking. Mm-hmm. So this will also give you conflict with the people around you. Mm-hmm. They want, you want to, to cook change. a certain style. <laughs> quick and a certain style. And you want it a certain so style. So you want like you have you have to use like a second cooking, mm-hmm. so that things, so that you get what you want. Sometimes mm-hmm. it becomes so difficult to really do that. Sometimes mm-hmm. they forget about the uh, the instruction instructions that you issued on how cooking should be done. Mm-hmm. Somebody just said, okay, let me just eat this. I think I'm also giving out these people a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. So there are also those ones, then restrictions, like the things that you like most are things you are told you don't need to eat. <laughs> so like mm. mangoes, bananas were my favorite food. Those are the things that you are told you can't eat anymore. Mm. Meat was my favorite food. Mm. That is the things you are told you can't eat anymore. Mm. These other things you are required to eat are also things that they need to be bought all through mm-hmm. to be taken. So all of those things, there's a lot of capital is a very capital intensive mm-hmm. life that you have to live so mm-hmm. at every point i always say you need money in your pocket mm-hmm. you just need some money around somewhere to always deal with something mm-hmm. because well, anything might come up yes so there's also that one then i think one of the biggest challenges that i also met last year for us you're told the best therapy would be a kidney transplant mm-hmm. So luckily enough, something around mid last year, around April last year, my brother came through mm. so that we could try if his kidney is compatible so he could donate for me. Mm-hmm. We went through the test, we got to a point, it was, it was what, it was discontinued. Mm. I think one of the tests... Now that was incredible. Thank you for listening in. Share this with your networks and follow us on all social media at Storylink and at NCD Champions. See you on the next one.